0: I'm Mike and smith and this is House Rules. Welcome to episode 13. Imagine, it's early December, it's 5 o'clock, which, depending on where you live, probably means it's dark or getting there. You pull your car into the driveway and look over to your house. It looks kind of like a Hallmark card, not because it's perfect, but because it's inviting. There's warm light coming through the windows and coziness inside waiting for you. You walk in and you can still smell the scent of the vanilla candle that you burned last night. There's bread dough rising or maybe you bought a fresh loaf of bread from the grocery store to go along with some hearty soup. You turn on your winter playlist, slip off your work shoes and into your house slippers. Maybe you turn on a few lamps and get ready for your cozy night in your warm and comfortable home. You'll be pulling out the Christmas bins in the morning, but because you've listened to last week's episode 12, you've already winterized your home, so it requires so much less holiday decor to feel cozy and festive. You're actually looking forward to pulling out a few favorite things to decorate for Christmas. By the end of today's episode, you'll learn my personal motto when it comes to the focus of my Christmas decor. I hope it encourages you. About 15 years ago, this was just one year after the falling mantle garland disaster I shared last week, we lived in a different rental house and this one had a big staircase that had a few turns in it. This meant that I had a lot of handrails turning corners going up the stairs and I was excited because years and years prior I had found a bunch of vintage Christmas greenery at a yard sale. I'm talking trash bags full of greenery and I had been moving them from house to house, saving them in case I ever needed it someday, and finally I had a place to use it. I started out one morning shortly after Thanksgiving. My boys were at school, and I pulled down those five or so bins of old greenery from the attic, and I started at the top, winding them around the banister. It was messy, tedious work, but I knew it would be worth it to get the Christmassy staircase of my dreams. A few hours later, I had finally attached all the greenery and I stood at the bottom of the stairs in a pile of pretend dusty evergreen needles. I looked up and I hated what I saw. Y'all, it was the worst experience because I was tired. I was looking so forward to a beautifully decorated foyer and it did not look at all like what I envisioned. Also, I had saved this precious garland for years. I think I purchased it secondhand the very first year Chad and I were married. So I'm embarrassed to say I saved it for 10 years before I had a house big enough to use it all. So I would use maybe one or two strands, but I bought so much and I had saved so much. We had truly literally moved 10 times. That is not an exaggeration. That's an actual number at that point, And I had convinced myself that this pretend old garland had so much value. And now I finally used it and I didn't like the way it looked. Even worse, I had no idea what to do to make it look better. But what I did know was this year, I was not willing to do what I had done the previous year, which was, that doesn't look good. So I tried to go to Hobby Lobby multiple times to see if I could fix it by adding more stuff. So I decided right then and there in that moment that even though I had been saving that discount garland for years, this was my chance to use it and it wasn't working. So I made myself a fresh iced coffee. I immediately went to work taking down all the garland, packing it up into the bin so that I could sell it at the yard sale that I was planning to have right after Christmas. The feeling of freedom was Shocking and remarkable. I had the floor swept and the house looked like nothing had happened by the time my boys came home from school and by the time Chad came home from work. But the truth is, something had happened. I learned so much about myself that day. I decided that just because I kept the garland for years and years and years and years and years, years, (laughs) envisioning how glorious it was going to be in my big, beautiful home, even though I found it for such a good price, and I moved it from house to house, caring for it, making room in the attic. I let myself decide in an instant that it wasn't worth it anymore, and that I wasn't willing to keep it in hopes that I could recoup the effort, the cost, the space, and the vision of what could be. I was a little bit confused, but I also had this strange sense of pride about my decision. My family didn't even know what had transpired while they were gone, But that day, I decided that I wanted a Christmassy home that felt simple, that felt fresh, alive, and one that brought me and my family comfort and joy. I still love and loved Christmas decor back then, but I just wasn't willing to pay the price of storing lots and lots and lots of dusty bins, exhausting myself three weeks before Christmas every year, only to have to pack it away for 11 months. That was my personal decision. Looking back, that one decision changed so much about my life. It was the first time I really trusted myself to change my mind. I think I became a cozy minimalist that day. I was able to evaluate and create the type of Christmassy home that I wanted, not the kind that the craft stores made me think that I needed. For me, I learned that I, myself, no, this is not about you, but me, I, Learned finally that I actually like real garland and real greenery and real Christmas trees. I think part of it is I, I like real things. I like the way they smell, the imperfect way they look. But I think I also just like the fact that I can throw it away at the end of Christmas and I have to pack it up and take care of it. So, I have to keep relearning this. Even just last year, we moved to our bigger house and we did purchase a real tree for our family room, but I also decided to get a pretend tree for another room in our house. I thought, I'm going to splurge. I'm going to get this beautiful tree from Terrain. It has great ratings. It was a little bit pricey and it was beautiful, and I hated it. I don't know what's wrong with me, but for some reason, Me and pretend trees, we do not get along. So I will be passing this tree along uh, to my boys and my husband for their shop so they can have something decorative lit there. And hopefully I will finally learn that I'm not going to be happy with fake Christmas garland. And I don't have to question it. It's just, it ain't for me, dog. So we'll see if I finally learn. Now I know that I create the most festive, peaceful, welcoming Christmas home when I focus on just three things, simplicity, comfort, and joy it has also helped me to separate the idea of decorating for winter and decorating for Christmas. And I hope this mindset helps you too. So I'm writing this episode a week before Thanksgiving and I still have pumpkins out, but that doesn't mean I haven't started to winterize my home yet. So if you listen to episode 12, you already know about winterizing. And if you haven't listened yet... This episode's not gonna make sense until you do, so make sure you listen to episode 12 first. So, even though I haven't unpacked a single Christmas bin, our home feels like it knows that the seasons are changing. I had our fireplace inspected. I'm currently sitting in front of a cozy fire. I put out all our battery powered candle window lights on Halloween night, so they're gonna stay until the time changes. I guess that's in March. I pulled out heavy throws and tossed them on the sofas and our sheepskin rugs, so it might not feel like Christmas, but it also doesn't feel like nothing. It feels like my house realizes that it's 32 degrees out when we wake up, but I get to use these items through Christmas, probably into March. If you've winterized your home in a way that welcomes the season with your senses, then your home already feels somewhat Christmassy. Since your home is winterized, anyone who enters, including you, is already getting the cozy winter vibes by what they see, touch, hear, smell, and taste. That means two things. First, you don't have to pile on loads of additional store-bought decor to make your home feel festive. And you don't have to deprive yourself of that meaningful beauty that I know you crave that highlights the true meaning of Christmas. The key is to strike the right balance between the two so that decorating for Christmas doesn't become a burden. And of course, every year, Probably is a little bit different. If you're going through the motions this year and decorating the house feels burdensome or unbearable, this is your sign that you can stop. Maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you need to undecorate or rest. Isn't that the best atmosphere that we can create for our families? We don't have to have a Christmas that has to be packed away in 20 red and green plastic containers and feels like hard work and long to-do lists and hurry. This year, it could be that de-emphasizing the holiday decor will help you re-emphasize the true meaning of Christmas. If that's the case, give yourself the gift of rest by doing less. Or if this is a year you can't wait to usher in the thrill of hope, and part of that to you looks like decking the halls, by all means, I want you to do that. If your decorating energy is high this year, I hope you enjoy every minute of embellishing your home as a visual representation of how you feel about Christmas. There is freedom on both sides of the Christmas decorating spectrum and both cozy abundance and minimal simplicity can help you celebrate Christmas in your home. I think the best gift that I can give you and that you can give yourself is permission and blessing to do less this Christmas. If that's what you need and the weary world rejoiced. Left to my own devices and unchecked without intention, I know that I can end up making Christmas more difficult for myself. My default mode is to think I need to do everything the same as I've always done, plus add in a few new ideas that I want to try. I assume things need to be complicated and time-consuming in order to be special or in order to do Christmas right. That's kind of the let it be hard mindset, and none of us have time for that this Christmas. So what if you chose to let Christmas be simple and easy this year? You can choose simplicity, comfort, and joy. I know you can't control what your extended family does and those expectations, but you can control what happens in your home. What if you demanded less of yourself this year? One way is to begin by making some subtractions in your home before you make any holiday additions. And though you might have already have your tree up and all of that, you can still just walk through your house, being mindful if there's anything that could just be put away for the next few weeks. Maybe you create an empty surface on your coffee table. Maybe you take the stack of magazines out or a few pillows. Just removing a few things can help it feel simple. This next idea has really changed my Christmas decorating energy. I begin by telling myself that I'm only going to decorate for three places for Christmas and then. I evaluate my time, my energy, and my decor and see if I want to add more. Okay, yes, that's exactly right. Three places. So I challenge you by starting with three places in your home. Remember, you've already winterized and you can make those three places as overboard or underboard decorating as your personal style would like. So maybe you like lots of kid art and color or you crave all whites and neutrals or maybe you want red and green, whatever your heart's desire. It's not about choosing the style. It's just about focusing your effort and making first three places feel super Christmassy to you, and then deciding if you need more. So for me, one of those three places can be the Christmas tree. So then you only have two places left to concentrate your effort. A lot of times I want to do uh, my fireplace. So I'll do some greenery, maybe some lights or candles, and then hang the stockings. So that's Two places. Oh my gosh! One place left. So from there, maybe it will be um, like decorating the sideboard or a wreath on the front door or on the mirror, something like that. What I do after I decorate the three places, and what I would challenge you to do is take a break. <laughs> don't don't directly look at your bins and say, "But I have so much stuff left." Instead, look at your house and say, "How does it feel? Does it feel simple?" comfortable? Joyful? Does it feel like Christmas? Could you be done? And you get to be the boss of that. I don't have a way to help you decide, but I will say more often than not, the reason I continue to decorate is not that my house doesn't feel Christmassy. It's because I just have extra stuff and I feel like I have to use it. So, A lot of times, instead of being bossed by my stuff, I've realized I want to be the boss of my stuff. And if my house feels Christmassy enough, after winterizing and focusing on three places, then I'm allowed to keep everything in the bins and be done. And in the next episode, I'm going to tell you what to do after Christmas and how to pack up your Christmas. But for now, we're not going to worry about what's left over in the bins. Of course the first year I did this I realized I wanted to add more stuff just because I had it and it felt like it was tradition but I really didn't need the rest and I didn't even love how that stuff looked it was so freeing and still beautiful to focus my efforts on a really gorgeous christmas tree a pretty mantle and sometimes someone will gift us a wreath and I'll put it on the front or back door I'm going to tell you the very first year that I truly simplified our christmas like to the point of like panicking a little bit about what I was giving away and not using. I, of course, took photos of my home and I was blogging regularly at that time and Better Homes and Gardens took notice and saw some of the photos and they wanted to do a Christmas shoot at that year. So that convinced me that what I knew might be true was actually true, which was I could have a really festive Christmassy home while using less stuff. Although the point is not to be in a magazine it was kind of reassuring to me that I did not need all that excess, all that stuff I had been saving to have a festive home that felt like Christmas to my family. So since I'm not a card carrying minimalist, but I'm a cozy minimalist, of course, I get to decide when I've hit my style and stuff threshold and you do as well. So at Christmas, I will often still limit myself to three places but I still like the places that I focus on to feel really full, really gorgeous and really abundant. So the minimal part of me keeps the decor simple and doable, but the cozy part of me keeps everything really interesting and meaningful. You get to create your own limits and boundaries, but the point of this episode is for you to remember that you get to boss your stuff, not the other way around. So, one last word about boundaries. I know we probably all have that certain something that we want to make sure gets displayed, whether it's a Christmas village or a certain nativity scene, whatever it is. But most of us have something that once it's displayed, it officially feels like Christmas. Of course, cozy minimalists are allowed to have collections too. We just understand the difference between a collection and a hoard is boundaries. So instead of buying every single house for the Christmas gingerbread village forever, we set a boundary. And we know that we're allowed to fill up whatever the boundary is. Maybe it's the top of the buffet or the top of the piano. And that tells us when we have enough Christmas houses. And if we want more, then we let others go. So that's the difference between a cozy minimalist and a stuff manager when it comes to our Christmas decor. If you love your Christmas village collection, but it's getting out of hand, you can boss it by setting limits and allowing only what will fill whatever boundary that you choose. And you pick the surface first, then the boundaries are automatic and you can give the rest away, make it have a happy home for itself. One of the simplest ways I get more style with less stuff is by using larger items, even at Christmas. So I talk about bigs over smalls in depth in the Cozy Minimalist Homebook, and I show examples of how I used to decorate my house with like a million tiny little things. And then I ended up with a house that felt cluttered and disjointed, but still like it was missing stuff. So I learned the hard way that I can use the same money that I would have spent on 12 tiny items to buy one large statement item and get a much bigger return on my investment. So trading out lots of small items for a few big items brings presence and style to my home with less stuff. And that's the same whether it's Christmas decor, wintry stuff or just everyday decorating. So instead of setting out the Christmas salt and pepper shakers, gingerbread man candy dish, And the Christmas village of 29 houses that now have to be spread around three or four rooms because they've outgrown their display surface, I try to focus on a couple large statement pieces. So maybe a big, large wreath or something over your fireplace, like a big, beautiful garland that's fluffy, whatever it is. Consider how you're going to store it and if it can be one thing that makes a statement instead of lots of tiny little things. Oh, and if you have a quirky statement piece in your home that already is something that gets attention, I think one of the best ways to kind of welcome the Christmas season is just to embellish what you already have that is catching people's attention. Maybe you have a custom hood over your stove, maybe you have a big, beautiful carved mirror right by your front door. Those are the things that should. Be embellished. And so they are already decorative. They're already adding to the style of your home. Add a little bow, add a little candle, add a little Rudolph nose, just something little, nodding to the fact that that item that's already a signature piece is having presence in your home. You know, you don't have to create the most visually enchanting, magical, expensive, laborious Christmas house for your family unless you just truly want to. You're allowed to change your mind, you're allowed to start a new tradition to pass on decor or let your kids adopt a room to decorate or undecorate this year. You're not required to have bins of Christmas decor in order to have a meaningful Christmas in your home with your family. When you choose to be intentional about something as basic as Christmas decor, it truly can spread and create a space to help you be more intentional about other things. At least that's how it worked for me. So I hope this year you can find a few areas to remove some expectations, some places to simplify, but also have a beautiful holiday with the people that you love most in the world. When you choose to not force perfection and allow imperfection to work its magic, people will naturally respond by letting their guard down and connecting on a deeper level. You don't have to have the most festive home on the block in order to host meaningful holiday gatherings. You can create simple beauty without fretting over buying or DIYing yourself into an exhausted mess before you open your home or before you just relax in your home with your family. People are not going to remember how impressed they were by your house. They're going to remember how impressed they were by your kindness, your attention, and your openness. This Christmas, I hope you welcome people into your home with love and simplicity and celebrate the season together. Much of this content can be found in my last book, Welcome Home. It's a cozy minimalist guide to decorating and hosting all year round. You can find it at your local library or anywhere that books are sold. Do you know what to focus on and what not to worry about when it comes to decorating? It starts simply by knowing your decorating era. We're all in one. If you want to take the quiz, just see the show notes and I'll help you figure out exactly what era you're in right now. Lastly, every year I create a big gift guide for cozy minimalists for all sorts of people, and this year is no different. Although I'm a huge secondhand shopper and supporter of local small businesses, and I know that you are too, when it comes to creating this gift guide, I keep it simple and it's 100% Amazon-based. We'll put the link in the show notes for you. I've got one more episode for this year coming after this, and it's gonna be about packing away your Christmas decor. So before you do, Be sure to listen. It will drop the Thursday after Christmas.